A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. It is Redman Radio, the Liverpool podcast by me, Paul Mitchell, and that guy over there, Chris Pajak. Chris Pajak. Of the Redman TV. The Redman TV. Uh, kick-off question this week comes from Christopher Jackson. Hello, Christopher. Uh, who'd win in a fight? A Virgil-sized Shakiri or two Shakiri-sized Virgils? A Virgil-sized Shakiri. I thought straight away. Yeah, Because... Straight. Little man syndrome would still exist in him. It's just that he's absolutely massive now, okay. and he knows all the techniques of batting away smaller, smaller individuals, having had it done to so him for his entire life. So he's kicked in because he's been big all his life, so he wouldn't know how to handle. But what if they'd been this way forever? Then it would be something completely different. It'd just be Virgil against Shakiri, mm-hmm. essentially, in which case Virgil would win. So two Virgil, two small Virgils would beat one <laughs> big Shakiri. If they'd been that way forever, yeah. Okay, because Virgil have a little man syndrome, and there'd be two, and there'd be, and there'd two, be two of them, <laughs> <laughs> and he'd been fighting people who were bigger than him all his life. But okay, so two. Let's let's just flip it for the to bring it around to its natural conclusion. Two Shakiris, normal, or what? Versus one Virgil, normal. One Virgil. Okay, because I don't know. I think I feel like it's the it's the answer that makes everything else irrelevant. Because I've given you every answer there, so something for everyone to agree with. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say I'm wrong because I've given you all the answers. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, right, let's get to this from news in brief. We're going to be discussing uh, looking back briefly the Watford game and looking ahead predominantly to Paris Saint Germain and taking some questions as well. Um, obviously, it happened last week. We haven't done the podcast since then. Mane signed the new contract, which whoop, whoop. was. Really good. It was one of those things. I think that was, it was just a, another reason for people to be on edge. Um, I really liked all the stuff around it, like like Melissa Reddy saying that there was never any doubt from Liverpool's perspective that it was going to be signed. But this is where we are, where we're at. I think at times, and there's a great question that kind of asks this right at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned for that. But there's so people are just looking around for stuff, just looking around for looking around for where the next bomb's going to go off. And, yeah. I, I didn't feel like that. I know I, I saw people online talking about it, but for me, it was never a big deal. Yeah. I mean, it was always likely that it was going to get done. I mean, it looks like he's enjoying his football. Um, people that I've spoken to, it wasn't like Liverpool fans were walking around in the street going, when's no, Manny yeah, going to sign? Yeah. When's Manny going to sign a new contract? No one ever mentioned it to me, yeah. which says to me that it wasn't actually a big deal. That being said, it does make you go, ah, yeah. That's lovely. That was a really nice surprise. That's it, how I felt of it, it more than like I've been fretting about Manny's contract. It wasn't filling any of my taking any of my brain exactly. power up, but I had a few people come to me and say, I think I, I think he's gonna go or I, I he's the one who, who I'm worried about because obviously but you know, you just you never Do you wanna sure. hear the conspiracy theory on this that I've got? Go on. He found out Barcelona weren't coming in for him. It happened a few days after Barcelona. It, the news had <laughs> broke that they have to pay an extra hundred million, and Mane all of a sudden signs a new contract. Paul. Yeah, well, that's it. That's clearly what it is. Um, that's I'm surprised be- I've not seen that on Twitter or anything. Yeah. To be honest, because I'm sure if I had that thought, loads of people will have had that thought. Almost certainly, we'll see it somewhere now, and there'll be some. There'll be doubtless people who believe it because people are pricks, aren't they? Um, Paris Saint Germain are going to wear all white in Paris, Chris. Basically, I've looked into this, and my strong analysis on this is because Nike are pricks. I didn't realise until I read the agenda that there was a reason behind it because I've seen the I've seen the headlines, and it's like. You know, if you go on news now, it's like the reason Liverpool will be wearing red. And I thought, well, the answer to that's because Paris are wearing white. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm not going to click on that. Thank you very much. And but then what's the re- the reason they're wearing white? Ah, well, there you go. They should have clickbaited that, shouldn't yeah. they? But then that would have been news now forward slash Paris Saint Germain sure. or something, and not yeah. Liverpool. And then so it wasn't until I clicked on it, I was like, oh, they're just advertising Air Jordan divvies. It's basically 
Yeah, because Nike are absolute massive gobshites. And this is the thing, I, I know there's a people lot of people... People want Nike at Liverpool and stuff. People really want Nike, and I don't get that. For a start, I've never really been... I don't mind, like, it's fine, isn't it? Like, they do some, some nice kits and whatever, and I can't... Like, as a... I like football shit, I do. Uh, so those Air Jordan kits are sound. They, they are sound, but... The, the, imagine Liverpool are playing... Imagine the roles are reversed. Liverpool are playing at Anfield, and... Because this is a, this is why Nike and PSG are a perfect marriage. The same way that Nike and Brazil are a perfect marriage, because they're all a gang of they're all just a, a shower of pricks, aren't they? They're all in it for the money. And you are too, if you've told them to say Nike. Um, but the, um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, Nike. Um, the yeah, so. Imagine that when you get a, you get a, a, a kit manufacturer in the like Liverpool, you're playing and you're awake. And I, I don't mind in those random games where you play. Like I don't mind us playing in our awake kit instead of our third kit in certain games or whatever because who's asked. And I don't mind if we're going on tour and we play. We should be playing in our home kit, but we play in our away kit because it's, they've just launched the away kit. Who's asked? It's a friendly. It's a competitive game of football. Your home kit is meant to be like a source of. Pride and inspiration. This, this this notion is because Paris has always been considered the city of lights. Horseshit. Is that right? Absolute horseshit. I thought it was because the Air Jordan logo looks like the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's the only thing I was like, why are these linking up? Just all oh, right, I get it. The Air Jordan's the shape of the Eiffel Tower. Just a massive gang of pricks, Chris. It's and and it's it, and it, this is it, you know. And I, I mentioned the Brazil thing because there was all those rumours about like Nike in Brazil having that deal where play, players were getting caps. So they could then be flogged over to Italy and all that, and then like, there was there was a big thing in the I think it was in the nineties or late nineties. But yeah, I mean, it's just money, 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 isn't it? And PSG, are the perfect, the perfect vehicle that like, you see it in the players they've got, and it doubled, it's doubled my intensity, which is mad for wanting us to smash them everywhere because it's just they're just not a they're not a football team, they're not a football club, they're just a marketing exercise, and that can get in the bin as well as I. It can. I mean, absolutely. The thing is. It's cool that we get to be the first team to beat them in that kit. Yeah, I kind of like that, yeah. and I kind of you know actually you know what, and it'll be like the Man United black kit of the mid nineties or whatever, and they're like, we don't want to wear that, we got beaten. Oh, yeah, 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 no, yeah. we can't wear the black kit, the yeah. black kit. No, could, I wonder if they'll blame like like Fergie did with the grey kit against Southampton. Like they'll blame like the crowd, or they can't say they'll chop it, they'll swap it at half time and ask us to swap and be like, didn't pack the away kit. What are you gonna do? You knobheads. Um, like I'm not bothered though either. Like I know you get into kits and numbers a lot more than I do. Like it just—it's just another game for Liverpool to wear red in, which I like. Oh no, that's what I mean. I, I, from a Liverpool perspective, fine. You know, we fine. We get to wear our home kit. Who doesn't want to wear our home kit? We've not exactly been amazing in the purple kit thus far. So you know, I'm, I'm kind of—I'm I'm fine with that. But just need Sunes to turn up after we've smashed them and plant a flag in the middle of it, like yeah, big red Liverpool flag. Why, Thank why you very not? much. Why, why not? Um, Pulisic, Christian Pulisic, reportedly available for seventy million pounds in a. A buy now, take him in the summer kind of deal. Liverpool and Chelsea are being linked with this. My house is also available for seventy million pounds. Um, there is more than one year left on its contract, mind. Um, <laughs> I think that's scandalous. I think you know you don't go near him for seventy million quid with a year left on his contract. Yeah, that's that, that's it. The only the only reason why you would is if you want to beat a summer bidding war, for example. So say you de- say Liverpool are desperate for him, absolutely desperate for him. You're probably going to have to pay a lot of money for him regardless because he is such a hot talent. I agree, 70 million. I mean, 70 million's not doesn't seem ludicrous these days, but it is. That would make him what our second most expensive player behind yeah, Virgil um, which I think is mad for a 20 year old. Like um, imagine someone coming in with 70 million for Trent. Trent's is he's worth more, mate. Well, exactly. Trent's play, plays a, reg, a regular starter, <laughs> scoring, you know, performing on the international scene. Um, if Liverpool have, I'm back, if Liverpool have got it fine, who's who's asked? I think that's too much money, and uh, and I I would hope that if it came down to the summer with a year left on his contract, you'd probably get him for cheaper than that. And I still think he would choose us over Chelsea because of the clock factor either way. So yeah, I mean, if Liverpool want to do that, and they can, you know, he can be. Thinking ahead to whatever, fine, but it, it seems a, it seems a lot of money to me. It, 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 it's, a, it's a huge amount of money. I mean, he's not holding down a regular starting place in the Dortmund side at the moment. I think he started the first four games in the Bundesliga for them, and he's been a substitute for the other four of his appearances. You know, getting twenty minutes, fifteen minutes here and there. 
Um, Jaden Sancho's pushed ahead of him in the pecking order, hasn't he? So, you know, it's it's not like he's a guy who is first name on the team sheet for Dortmund at the moment. Of course, everybody knows he's a good player and his ceiling's ridiculously yeah. high. But right now, he's not performing for for Dortmund. So, where are you getting your seventy million valuation from? This feels a bit like. They, they, someone will probably they, they feel like someone might take a bite at this and they know full well that they're going to get less money for him in, in the summer if it continues like that so maybe someone will be stupid enough to cough up and if Liverpool if, if it's Liverpool fine but you know if it's Chelsea then it's stupid because that's how that works um, agreed has apparently been injured for has a month he? apparently so really I yeah. only found out today yeah the Echo reported that um, like the, the, the real reason why Lazarmakovic hasn't been seen for a month is that uh, he's been injured I can't understand why Liverpool wouldn't let us know it's not like you know it's not like it's not like when you're going into a big game and you don't want to, you don't want the other team planning for Lazar or not, you know what I mean? I mean, he, he was never playing anyway. Is it because the interest in him is so low that the bandwidth cost of simply putting a page up on the Liverpool website outweighs the benefit of people clicking on it? Coming from a man who deals with the Amazon AWS stuff for our website and the hosting costs, I would I would strongly consider that you're right. That's incredible. It's very expensive. Well, yeah, but just to put a page, it probably cost a bar. It costs nothing, nothing, basically. But that's how little interest the interest is in Lazarmakovic that they would they would lose money telling people about Lazarmakovic. They wouldn't even put it on Twitter. It's not worth the manpower. It's not worth the thirty seconds they're paying someone to put a tweet out to say Lazarmakovic is out with a calf injury. Um, yeah, uh, it was funny because the record was saying how there's um, people were people were speculating that Liverpool had just paid his contract off. It's just can't fucking get out. Get out your tits. Uh, but no, apparently he's looking to get back, looking to get back and fit so he can get his career back on track. It wouldn't be a bad shout to just pay his contract off because, you know, you save, what, let's say four or five quid a day in food costs feeding him when he comes into work. So, yeah. you know, you're going to pay him the contract anyway. Yeah, it's just whether you, you want to do it on a, on, or a, on a coach anywhere, you know, this yeah, is the exactly. fuel, added fuel cost exactly. of the weight. Exactly. You know, you have to there. basically buy a new coach that's more aerodynamic to cover the cost of Lazarmakovic being on there. Um, did you see how old he is in the article that you read? I'm guessing 27, but no, I didn't. 24 years old. Oh, right, okay. He's 24. He's only 24. <laughs> He's a child He's still. He's ridiculous. Um, Dom Solanke and uh, Adamola Luchman as well are apparently not convinced by the offer from the uh, from Nigeria to play for them. Uh, obviously, with Solanke's got one cap uh, for England, albeit in a friendly, so he would be eligible to change his, um, change his nation that he plays for. Um <sighs> Fair play for now. I think he's young enough, isn't he? I, it's sad to say, and this—I mean, this, this is no no slight on, on Nigerian football because they've created some great sides down the years. But he's young enough; that, they're both young enough that they can afford to give it a few years and see whether they do break into the England setup. And then I'm pretty sure, provided they're still at a decent standard, they, they, they could probably go and play yeah, for Nigeria. I think you've got to remember that. Solanke certainly has had massive success with those under sides. Yeah. You know, they've gone and won things. Um it would be a big deal for him to move now. Yeah. To 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 go and play for Nigeria well, or something. He's got a squad of players that he's grown up with. He's probably one of the better players in that side. And he's at Liverpool. And he's at Liverpool, so he'll believe that he can get into it well, once he gets into take, the Liverpool side. Well the thing is but last season he was a larger substitute and he got a you know, he got a fair few starts, didn't he, ultimately? But that was enough to get him into the England setup. The senior England setup, so he must be thinking if I do similar again, I'll, I'll, he's always going to be on the fringes if he's at a top. This, this is news because Nigeria have made it news, yeah, not yeah, because yeah. Solanke's made it oh, news. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That's yeah. the way around. If Solanke had come out there and got, I'm considering speaking to Nigeria about going and playing for him. It's then news. Yeah, there's actually something there. You can't just ignore Nigeria. You know what I mean? And you know, someone's asked him and he said, "I'm not convinced." And that's about right. I mean, you think about that. You know, as a forward, I'm a forward three. Uh, Alex Awobi, Adamola Luchman, and Dom Solanke be a pretty good, a pretty good forward forward three as well. So it's uh, be interesting to see what happens with that. But I mean, the fact is, well, they've got what I mean. I know the African Cup of Nations will be this summer, but they've got you've got three and a half years till the next World Cup as well. And you've got a couple of years at least to make a decision because that and that be I wouldn't be surprised. Got, Solanke's got three World Cups in him, maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe potentially. Um, okay, <laughs> just one last thing in the news: with Liverpool's throwing coach put a picture of himself in bed with Liverpool bedding and stuff. And this was amazing. And you know, the first thing that I thought, I'm going to print that out and make that my Christmas card for this year. Yeah, because I think that would be absolutely brilliant. I mean, how, how exciting would it be to open a Christmas card for me and get Thomas Granamark on the front? Oh, I thought you were going to be like 
Not you me doing it. No, no, no. It. Fuck that. Why? I've not got the <laughs> Liverpool <laughs> sheets. You know, I'm going out there. And buy, I've got a picture that's perfectly yeah. suited for it. I might add something like a, I don't know, something Christmassy like a wreath. tinsel or a sure. wreath or something yeah. on Photoshop. Um, ah, fuck it. Let's go with clip art. That would make it look mm. really shit, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. clip art. Writing weird art, like, oh, like yeah, like Christmas. The, love the that. 3D effect. Love it. Yeah, perfect. Um, what's the Red News Roundup show this week uh, on the RedmenTV.com? Steve Hoare is in. Uh, he will be looking at all the Liverpool news, not in brief, in depth and detail. It's great. Uh, and it's free for the first month. If you sign up, you get to try it. You get to try the Final Word show. You get to try the Stats and Tactics show. You get to try the Liverpool Women's Podcast. You get to try the Around the League podcast. There's loads. There's an amazing the news volume well. of cards. Okay, absolutely. What are you doing today? Today. With Jeff Golden, who is an author, he also writes for places like This Is Anfield. Um, yeah, he wrote a book on the Merseyside Derby, um, Life, Love and, and, and the Merseyside Derby, I think is the tagline. I'm sort of like a quarter of the way through it. It's absolutely brilliant. Really? Absolutely brilliant. So you got him in the studio today, you're going to be talking a bit, a bit, of, bit of Everton and that? Oh yeah, we're going to be talking a whole host of stuff, but a little bit of transfers, Definitely the Merseyside Derby, and then a bit about his book. I want to quiz him on some of the stories. Uh, one of the things that I read quite early on in the book actually was why he thought that, uh, or it explains right through the eyes of somebody in the sort of 50s and 60s, a Liverpool fan from a split family, why he thought that the relationship is so good between Liverpool and Everton, you know, in times of need and stuff like that. And it, it was an incredible story going back to like the war and stuff like that. It really was dead interesting. Like. Boss, well, yeah, check that out again. That'll be up um, tomorrow or later today, I imagine, on the RedmanTV.com. Again, wonderful content for you, wonderful subscribers. Um... Watford, Chris. We've done quite a lot on, on Watford, so I don't want I don't want to hang too much around this particular PSG loom and large. Um, what were your biggest takeaways from the game at the weekend? Three points, literally just that. No, I think some, the thing that come out of the back of it is I think I think Liverpool fans, myself included, I've got more of an understanding that this is what Klopp wants from this Liverpool side. Yeah. I think you know he spoke obviously in the press conference. I think it was prior to Paris Saint-Germain or was it post-Watford I'm not 100% sure because uh, I saw it on Twitter about you know being more defensively solid and winning three points and it being a struggle there last season this is Liverpool and and this Liverpool I get enjoyment out of Liverpool getting three points in the yeah. bag and you know it didn't look great to begin with in the first half Ultimately, they didn't look like winning the game. We've they? been spoiled, haven't we? I think at times, and, and, and probably not as much as we think we have, because I think we do. We, we look back with red tinted, rose tinted glasses. I think on, on last season uh, a lot, because obviously we, we overlooked the fact that we lost lots of games of football, <laughs> uh, particularly in the league, comparatively uh, to this season. You, we always say. Football's not a particularly enjoyable thing. You know, the ninety minutes—it's very rare that you genuinely enjoy a game of football from start to finish. Very, very, very you know, particularly the big games as well. Uh, big games are always the more horrendous. And what Liverpool have found, I, I think, in the tenure of our fandom, particularly because we've not been a, a truly elite team in, in that time, is we've made teams that we should be beating those games have been almost the hardest ones the least enjoyable ones I can think of like Liverpool need to win this to secure European qualification we'd have to play like Coventry and we'd lose or you'd have to play Bradford and you'd draw and you, you know and all these kind of stuff we've always made hard work we've not been a flat track bully in a very very long time and I think people have a, a conception that Liverpool should be it should be just wonderful party carnival football from start to finish and like you say I think you're dead right on the three points thing is that I'm glad that we're able to. I mean, because Liverpool are chaining over and, tick, and ticking over and, and getting the wins, we are able to kind of get to the end of it and go, okay, that that this is what was shit about that, but it doesn't matter because here's what we here was the reward. It's like you know, it, we're getting the the small rewards along the way. Ultimately, the big reward is like it's like a marathon, isn't it? You run the marathon, it, it, you know, you get the, you hit the wall so many times along the way. It's a physical, mentally taxing exercise, but at the end, you get to say I did it, and you might get your medal or, or whatever. Um, the problem with football is that there's just no guarantees of it at the end, so you kind of have to find your enjoyment where it is. And the three points, three points, and again, I, 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 I wait to Watford as well. The, the running thing's interesting analogy for me. I think like. What is more fun and what has Liverpool done in the past? Maybe let's say a 400 metre 
and you go out the blocks and you're clinging on and everyone's coming back at you and you have to dive for the line. Liverpool just going at a pace that not many teams can keep up with at the moment and we're just jogging around and it's a little bit boring because we're winning by 15 metres or whatever or it's not us coming from behind last ditch yeah. and sprinting over the line or anything. It's just not as exciting to watch. I just... But the end yeah. result is is better. I feel. I think you look at those. You look at the long, like the maybe not true, true long distance, but the, the longer of the the, the the like you go to the Olympics or whatever. And I, yeah, forgive me because I don't know the full distances or whatever. But like the 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 ones that are within the stadium and you come 10, to it and, and it's very rarely that you know it's not all. Well, I say very rarely the ones that stand in your mind. They're not always the guys who lead from the front, but the truly workers. I mean, look at like how often Mo Farah puts on a would put on a burst. For the you know toward toward the end, and provided you're there or thereabouts, and you've got and you've left yourself with enough in the tank, because that's what Liverpool are doing. Liverpool are not at the ragged edge of football at the moment. We are not clawing and scrapping and fighting and, and foot to, foot to the floor, and everything has to be has to be perfect to keep to keep pace with City. Yeah, they're flying, they're pairing along wonderfully. You look how easy they scored their goals against West Ham, and you can't help but cast a bit of a jealous angle. Got it. Look at look how good that is, and look how easy that is. But you're dead right. We, we're just we're there. I, you know, we've got a good solid sweat on, but Liverpool are like we're with the pace setter, Paul. Yeah, that's all we're with. Yeah, we're not going. We're not going ahead of him, and we're not falling behind him. We're keeping pace right here. We're exactly where we want to be. We feel like that first time you do it, you 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 run more far more than I do it, but you know, have done in the past. Like you, and you, but you know when you get when you get into the into your groove and you 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 warm and you and you and you you're just into it, and it's not. It's you're running, so it's ex- you're exerting yourself, but it's not hard. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't. You're not in that, that stage. Whereas, and you you go along, and you're kind of like, oh wow, this is when you hit your groove of what you're doing. I feel like Liverpool are kind of, kind of there. They're not because they've got a sprint in them if they need to. But I think in the years gone by, like you said, it's like watching that. You see, you do distance running at school. There was always that one lad who had no concept of the fact that you were running more than a hundred meters, and he'd. Burst out the blocks, burst out, and, and you go, and this you go, but you go, no, just it's cars, the it's the first cars where yeah. his wheel blows out on the yeah, last yeah, lap, yeah, yeah. And, and Liverpool are like trying to hobble to yeah, the line, yeah. and we've it? been that, we've been that team who's just, you know, you burst for a bit, and you, stop for a second, catch me breath, catch me, right, go again, and you fly forward for another, you know, another half a mile, and and it just doesn't feel like we're doing that at the moment. It feels like we've set. As you can say, we're setting a more consistent, consistent pace here more than anything else, and it's it's that thing that we can't know at the moment is how will how is everything going to look in April when you get out of the, get the back end of March? <clears throat> where is everyone going? What what's what's the league going to look like? What's what what are Man City going to look like? What are we what are we going to look like? But you've got to. It does feel like we are. We've got that in mind. It feels like we've got the final running of the season in our heads, and that is we want to make sure that we've just got. If it comes down to that, that you know, having to dip for the line, we want to make sure that we've got as much in in, in us as possible to make that as as likely an outcome as possible. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's what it's about. I think I almost feel like yeah, it doesn't really fit the running analogy or or whatever. But you know, you know, if you want to speed your boat up or something, you launch a little bit of weight overboards. Back end of the season with the rotation, with all the players that have been involved at the start end, you can probably jettison a few of the lads who've had games. It's like, no, this is our first 11. This is the team that's going to go out there. See you later, lads. Thanks for all the hard work getting us here. But right now, we're throwing weight overboard and we're getting to that finish line as fast as we fucking can. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be be very, I mean, like ideally, I mean, you want a super squad, don't you? And you want to get to that point of the season when you've not just got 13 players. You've maybe got fifteen or sixteen who you know you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily want to put players twelve to sixteen all in in one hit because you you you're always likely to take a little bit of a, a dip in that regard. But you want to be able to drop just one or two every single game and keep that keep that's, the whole that's thing. That's the whole coming. point, isn't it? I think that, I think that's what Jurgen Klopp's plan is for this season: keep us ticking along and we'll st- and we'll start to sprint. And it's interesting because we we did quite a bit on this about like whether, whether this is the way Liverpool are approaching games is by design or by thing. And I thought it was quite it was quite interesting that uh, once Firmino won that ball back and had the first the first basically shot of the game for us it sparked us into life and I do wonder whether we talk about this like composure that we're seeing on the pitch right now and whether and we say whether this is a design by the manager or whether it's just that we're not clicking or whatever and I think 
I think you could make a case and say, look, Liverpool aren't quite right or, or what have you. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. But I posit this that we're looking for our opportunities. We're looking for our moments, and we talked a lot about Jordan Henderson's, you know, passing. And how he was, he was, he was hung out to dry a little bit by Ian Wright's analysis at the weekend on match of the day. But it could just be that there's, that, you know, we talk about the, you've done a lot on like pressing triggers and what have you. That there's more like look at that in a wider sense is that we we're happy to keep the ball, we're happy to move it around, we're happy to make them work, and we're just waiting for that moment when they. It's like. Switch off. They're gonna do something soft. It's why we pass They're it to. The, it's why we pass it to the defenders. You watch Liverpool when we when we play football. Sometimes we pass it to defenders. I feel, and I don't know whether this is right. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comments. I feel like sometimes there's a pass onto a midfielder, and we pass to the defender to draw them out of their area. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're playing a low block side, and there's there's the two banks that we talk about all the time. I feel like sometimes there's a pass there, and we go back there so that that midfield line just pushes up a bit, and there's a bit more space, and then it's someone's job to get into that space. Yeah. Because if they just cram there, it's almost impossible to get through. Yeah. So you have to just keep moving them. Back, forth, back, little, forth, waiting for that it? little option. And, you know, the, the 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 one was key the other day, wasn't it? That first goal. Yeah. The right back loses Mane. Yeah. Boom. Instantly to the balls in and we've got the ball in the back of the net. Exactly. For one person just losing his man for h- half a second. Yeah. And again, look at the, the thing that kicks it all off. Bobby Firmino facing up their defender. He, he, he anticipates which way he's going to pass it. He blocks it. It crafts an opportunity, and he strikes. And after that, Liverpool, the game gets ragged, and Liverpool go great. It's gotten ragged. This is going to work to our advantage. And look, they have a little chance within that as well. But Liverpool have two or three in in that spell where you know they, they, they come in different ways. Salah's just the header from the the corner. Mane gets in. Class that though. Yeah, we didn't yeah. talk about that enough. That was class. I love the little the little Shakiri. Sign what it is, which looks really like he's carrying two really heavy shopping bags. Um, is it the is, is, is an analogy that's just come to me for you? The way we're playing is a bit like how you play with a cat. Now, if you, you, you get like a young, a young, naive cat and they'll literally jump at anything, so you go, you put your pen, ooh, and it'll go and dive at you, like, ha brilliant, got you. As they get older and they get a bit wiser and just a bit more jaded with life, it takes more and more. But you can always convince a cat to jump at something. It just takes more and more. You know what you need wear. now? Have you have you had though? Have you the, the, the kids had them where you get those like wiggly worms on almost see through things? Yeah. And that's the thing that gets my cats now. It's got it. You've got to put it in a nice position where it thinks it's alive first yeah. and foremost. Give it a little wiggle. Okay, all right. What's that over there? And then fuck off. And yeah. it's going. Well, and that, and that, that's it. And, that, and I think that's what we. I, I feel like that's a good way of describing almost like how we're playing at the moment. We're going out there and we're judging how well disciplined our opponent's defence is. We're not just going. We're not just throwing the kitchen sink out there from minute one and going because because again. We might we might find it's like a brick, a brick, coming up against the brick wall. No matter how good you are, these things are just not going to work. If you've got a very well disciplined, very well drilled defence, who are tall, athletic, then there's just a lot of stuff that you, you're just going to frustrate yourself and box, you know, and burn yourself out. You know, they, they, and they look they're going to rope a dope in that instance. That's what that's what a lot of teams do to look to do to Liverpool because that's where we've been weak, particularly the, uh, over the, the last. The couple interesting of years. thing I did this on the stats and tactics show yesterday. Um, 
the most interesting thing about that game for me was the huge and clear change of um, ideas from when we scored that first goal. Mm-hmm. Like, so we, we look at all different types of things, like um, your passes per defensive action, we look at where the defensive line's held and, and, a, and a load of other things, how many passes per minute and how many attacks per minute. And literally, these are all based on graphs that we use on the Stats and Tactics show. And, we're, and uh, it's all there, and then we score and everything goes there. Like, our defensive line literally dropped seven metres on average. We just went further back and went, OK, we're going to sit back now. Uh, our long ball share went up by about 5-10%, something mm. like that, as soon as we scored our goal. What happened, and I didn't realise when I was watching the game, it was only on watching it back, is that Liverpool just went, well, we're going to counter-attack you now. And we actually had less possession in the second half because of that last 20 minutes where we went, Paul, if I told you last year how did Liverpool, or asked you last year, what was Liverpool's best way of winning games of football, what would you say? Um, well, I, I don't know. I, I, the one that stands in my head, the one I most enjoyed was that getting a goal or two up by it going early and then basically All right, hitting well, them on the counter-attack. I, I maybe set you up there and I shouldn't have. For, for me, it was all about counter-attacking football last season. I thought Liverpool were better when we played big sides, you were going to come at us yeah. and we were going to counter them and get some good results. Certainly the year before, that was definitely evidenced. This year, and now that we're a big club who dominate possession, teams aren't doing that. They don't give us the opportunity to yeah. counter-attack them anymore. So what we do is we're dead patient, we'll score a goal and then we go... He's got to, he's got to attack now because we had a goal up, yeah. and then they go, shit, you're right, this isn't really what we wanted to be doing, <laughs> to be honest with you. But we're gonna have a little go because yeah. we want these points. And Liverpool go bang two, bang three. Yeah. Thanks very much for the game, lads. See you later. Our three points. See you next time. Yeah. That's what Liverpool are doing. Yeah. We want to play counter attack and football, but no one's letting us. Yeah. So you get a goal up, you have to show patience to get there. You get your goal up, you counter attack the fuck out of them. The third goal, we've got ten men. We countered the fuck out of them. Yeah. And I, and I think it's, it's I think you can see that Man City is just so Man City are loads better at being that dominant side and the more settled for it and the, and the braver I think in terms of the the, the, the team selection and what I think they've got more more creative midfielders they've got better players yeah. to do it absolutely and, and that's fine but and, in in the same way that we're better at passing out from the back than an Arsenal yeah. we've been they've been doing it longer than yeah, us yeah yeah exactly and that's the thing it's it's all well and good we've we've constructed our attack you know we've just signed them down to long all long term deals they're all in the prime of their career Man City have got. David Silva is still their best player. I mean, I know it's you know I know it's De Bruyne, but obviously he's not played this season. As he, so David Silva's still their best player for the sake of argument, and he's still got the probably the best centre forward the Premier League's had in ten years in Sergio Aguero. There, these are not things that we've had we, we've had along the way, but where I think we're getting there, and it's telling that you know and the four two three one. You did a lot of stuff on the Firmino stuff, and I was so there's people we answered comments about this. People were upset. With, a couple of people were upset with Firmino's performance. Whereas I think you know you can point out moments, long spells of the game, particularly the first half when he wasn't great. But when Liverpool spring into action, he's pivotal to the, the things that we do. And we're going to get better and better. And, it, and maybe there's a case where we will come up. I think maybe we'll come up a, a, against a team eventually that it, we can't break down, and that might force us to go another level more attacking. And maybe that's the game where we do a bit of a city where. You leave Genie in, in the six, and you've got Firmino and Chiquiri. Right now, there's no need to do that, though, yeah, is exactly. there? Because we're winning games without having to go yeah. and throw the kitchen sink at them. Absolutely. Um, it's up. It's up. It's up to other teams to make us change. Indeed, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And one team that might do that is Paris Saint Germain. We're going to talk about them mm. in a second. But before we do, uh, you may have noticed I'm wearing a Christmas sweatshirt. I get it. Us. It's yeah, gold, mankin sense, and myrrh. Um, which was a, a pivotal moment of my youth was watching Liverpool Danny Murphy score that free kick um, there's f- four designs five. five five designs available on the, the Redmen TV shop at bigcartel.com you can get involved now um, the international date where we can guarantee shipping before Christmas has passed unfortunately it doesn't mean you can't order them it just means that we can't guarantee, we can't guarantee before Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Um, the UK guaranteed order date is Monday the 3rd um, to ship by Friday the 14th. Um, so have that in mind. Obviously, if you still want what if you want one for Christmas, then get your order in before Monday the 3rd. Um, if you want it, you know, again, I would highly recommend if you've been sitting on the fence and you're going to do it, just get your orders in now. Do it now. Pause the podcast. Get your orders sorted because like we're we're hitting peak time now. This is the point where Cyber, who does the, the, the a lot of this work and design for us, and people have seen the Instagram posts of them all piled up on desks in the office. Um, it's like 
it's been a wash a wash with sweatshirts it's look they, they, you know, to, to a degree it's first come first serve so come in, come on get your orders in get it sorted and um, yeah you can have yours by Christmas which will be absolutely delightful um, Paris Saint-Germain then Chris Man, he's a big doubt. Obviously, literally by the time we finish recording this podcast, we <laughs> will know one way or the other whether he got on the plane or not. Um, I, 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 I like think if he if he make if he's not on the plane, Paul, and he makes a decent enough recovery, I'm happy to give him Simon's seat on the plane with us. It is just flyby, but I will happily sack off Sai. Okay, and Manny can sit with us. Yeah, have you checked in already? Uh, yeah, but it's fine. I don't mind paying the fees. <laughs> yes, that's cool. Um, I, I, I mean, uh, it, it's a tough one. Let's work on the hypothetical situation here that he, he's probably not going to be fit enough to to start. He might not be fit enough to give a, a you know a ninety minute performance at that. I personally, unless he's crocked, completely crocked, I'd be putting him on the plane anyway just to keep PSG thinking. Um, you don't want everyone else to get ill though, do you? You have to compartmentalize him. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, he um, just put him in a suitcase in the back with an air hole. Yeah, it's the mask. A couple breathing, of apples. A breathing mask. Yeah. No, what? <laughs> Wait, what? Well, just to keep, keep him going. A couple of apples. Just yeah. to keep him going. Yeah, he's not a hamster. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and a carrot. Yeah, I'll put him in. Put him, yeah, just yeah, be fine. Uh, he's not. He's not. He's not a big fella, is he? Um, yeah, I mean, let, let's work on the hypothesis that he's not going to be there, Chris. This is the one that I've been worried about. Yeah. Because, and we talked about it last week on the podcast, and we, yeah. Yeah, we asked the questions, and we're, we're going to get asked it again about what Liverpool, what we should be doing if we're going to buy players in January, etc. And I've said it, we need an understudy for Sadio Mane very, very much so. Because um, I immediately start to think, well, put Firmino back in the nine, put Salah back on the right, put Shaqiri on the left. There's no evidence of him doing something like that. Tom, Tom said it. The only the only evidence we've got of someone else playing left wing is Roberto Firmino, yeah. and after that, Adam Lallana. Yeah. And I think we've had fifteen minutes of Naby Keita. Yeah. Ooh. They're the only three. I I think our pace is just it, it's it's too important that we don't lose that in this game because of how good how good PSG are and it's so, that counter-attack as you as you kind of alluded to earlier is so important to how we're going to play these big games. I would be terrified if it was Adam Lallana playing on the on on the left there. So much so that I I, I didn't even factor him into my thinking. I started to work further down the pecking order. You, did, thinking, you didn't get to Moreno, did you? Oh God, no, no. I, I got to like Solanke and I got to Origi and like just like you're losing a bit of tactical nous and a bit of tactical fit just to have a bit more physical threat on the pitch in that regard because. Maybe it would be maybe we could carry Lalana in this. I mean, I, I, I was adamant ahead of Belgrade that we should never see Sturridge and Lalana starting in a team, and then lo and behold, you know, we were we were a bit pedestrian off the back of it. I think you can carry one of those lads. I said carry it's a bit offensive, you know. I mean, in terms of what you want in from our, the game, I think well, what we want is, not a, in is our best eleven. Well, no, they're not. Know? I think what Liverpool, or what I certainly want, we'll talk for anybody else, is that I want to see Liverpool counter attack in this game. I want I see us sit back, soak it up, and say, "Listen, we know you want to want the ball, but we know you're going to give us some stuff." And for me, Adam Lallana doesn't fit into that. You know, you think back to last season with the red arrows flying forward, your Mane, your Salah, your Firmino all going a pace. Um, their starting position, Manor and Sally, is is so important. The fact that Manor and Sally, Ma- what did I say? Manor and Sally, Manor and Sally, is so important that you know you throw Adam Lallana in there, and it, it just doesn't sound right. It doesn't feel right. I think what he'll do, I think he'll put Firmino on the left. Yeah, and I'm not sure that I'm not sure that it's a good fit. But that being said. He's actually played really well on the left this season, where I think his poor performances on the left have come last season. Okay. You know, the two or three occasions we've seen him over there, I think he's been absolutely fine. I wonder, Although he's still, he's still not the right fit. I mean, I wonder, it depends, because we, we'll know, we'll get a clear indication from this game as to what our thoughts, what Klopp's wider thoughts are on 4 2 3 1, I think, because I think largely, I think all of us suspect we'll go 4 3 3. If we were to go 4 2 3 1, it starts, you, you start to think, 
that's probably just going to be our form, our formation moving yeah. forward. And we saw Milner come on for Shakiri at the weekend and just go on Stay the right hand side. So you might see, you could see Milner start if it's four two three one. You could see Milner start on that's the left hand side. That's interesting actually because was it. Was it Manabor he came on on the left hand side last I think, season? I think it was right hand side. He's not, I mean, when he got the three years, assists, was that right hand side? Um, Spartak, maybe? Spartak. Um, at home, I think. He, yeah, he got like three assists in a game or something, didn't he? Was it the Spartak? It, one? Might, it might be. That Actually, he's not a fellow that I'd considered. Now, it goes against what I've just been saying about the pace and stuff like that, but the other part of that job role is to make sure that you cut inside and play the ball to Andy Robertson when he overlaps you. Yeah. And Milner's actually pretty perfect for that and you know you're going to get a job defensively out of him as well I'm not sure I'd want to see that mm-hmm. but I don't think I'd be disappointed if I did yeah I, I, not, we just don't have an absolute nailed on ideal solution to this at all because if we're playing if we're playing 4-2-3-1 it feels like a waste of time to move Firmino out to the to the left when you're just starting to get him integrated into that if you're going to start Salah up front of course uh, yeah, I'd go path of least resistance I, I think I think if it's just planned, a straight swap, money for someone else. Yeah, if if you've planned for what a week and a half, you know this Paris Saint Germain game's coming up. You may be focused no for longer than that. Yeah, you, you may. Sorry, you may, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus Christ! Has yeah. anyone booked the plane? <laughs> Where are we staying? Because <laughs> Airbnb sold out. For fuck's sake! They wouldn't know anyone. anyone it's Leon here. <laughs> Can we stay at Disneyland Resort? <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Can yeah, we get I a box in the stadium and we'll just stay there. Yeah. Um, I think you might just go Shakiri. Yeah. Shakiri for Mane. If you if you planned on playing four three three, path of least resistance. Yeah, that does. I mean, that makes that makes reasonable sense, doesn't it? And he, he's such a talented player that they kind of go wherever. I w- I'd like to see that. I mean, it's weird, isn't it, that we feel like Shakiri's kind of stuck. He's left footed. You know, uh, and you know, we, but we don't see like we don't want Salah never plays on the left, and I mean I know he drifts, but like he never he's never started like a, as a winger, and we you know ever since he's been in there, man, he's been playing. We play we play inverted, don't we? It's weird that like you'd be like, well, hang on a second, no, you can't have a left footer on the left hand side. on the left hand side for Liverpool. <laughs> um, maybe that's it. Maybe you put Shakiri there and you put Milner in at left back, and that way you're switching the. The in and the out. So Milner's doing your cutting and, and Shakiri's doing your out. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it, it is interesting. It will be fascinating to see. And it, I, I'm not like I say fearful. I, I mean, I'm, I've got a nervous excitement. The fact that I'm going and the fact that I, the last time we went on a European away was Belgrade, which was which was you know, I mean, it was a, Belgrade was lovely, but the, the football experience was turd. Um, the I was I just would vastly prefer us to have our best team out there, you know, considering that all this thing is like Neymar and Mbappe are winning their their fitness race. Fine, like I, I, that that's cool. That's going to make it. I want. I, it's exciting to see them them have their their best team, but I, I don't want any excuses. I don't want us to have square pegs and roundels. I don't want. I want Roberto Roberto Firmino is too important to how we play. Even if that is in the ten, which I don't. I don't think he's as important in the ten as he is in the, in the nine, but. He's, he's just so he's hampered playing from 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 the left. I, I'd rather, I, I, like I said, I'd rather get as many of our best players playing in their best positions as possible. And you're right, maybe just make one. I'd have pushed two changes for that, but no, it will be interesting, very very interesting to see. Uh, we will be over there. Follow um, the Redmen TV Instagram account uh, at the Redmen TV on on Twitter, Facebook page, all that kind of stuff for um, for as much stuff as we can physically physically capture while we're over there. Try and get the Eiffel Tower because why not? And Aubrey's going to be on there as Aubrey well. Aubrey's coming there. with us. There's a lot, probably a lot of you going, Who is Aubrey? And, and what, He's why the one why do you hand care, smells why, like cabbage. Why do you care about her? Um, no, Aubrey is a boy's name as well, and he is a He's former. A a, a long and he time, showed me the proof. A long time. <laughs> <laughs> Googled. Yeah, Chris. I told you. Unisex penis. No. <laughs> the fact that Aubrey's a boy and girl. Oh, right, so. Um, so yeah, Aubrey will be there. So yeah, he didn't show me his penis. I saw it. Okay. <laughs>
Um, <laughs> we're going to dive into some of your questions now. We've got a whole host more questions coming up on the uh, bonus Q&A, which is for the subscribers on the RedmanTV.com. Those questions uh, involve us recruiting five current Liverpool squad members um, to recreate Armageddon, basically, and go on to become uh, astronauts slash oil drillers. Um, <laughs> whether we prefer winger or striker Salah, we're going to construct a team of managers um, which world would we from gaming or TV whatever would oh, we or shit, film would we would we like to live yeah, in I know the answer to that where we should be prioritising January slash the summer in terms of signings European kits and which four staff members would we have as our party in a turn based RPG um, and, and if that's not enough we're definitely not going to answer is Henderson going to be a captain that's done already that is out on the channel is it out already um, if it's not out already it final word that was on was it yeah, yeah, we've done. We put out on on YouTube as well, so that'll be out today. If you want to know about our thoughts on Jordan Henderson, there's a good 15 minutes on that on the YouTube channel right now. Um, Rob Tyner at Greasy Belch, uh, would you swap Firmino, Salamani, and Shakiri for Messi, Suarez, Dembele, and Coutinho? In a word, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, me too. Um, I love Bobby, Mo, Sadio, and Jaden. Um, but did you see that? Ten from Messi that's all over Twitter no, at the moment. I seen it. Oh, Chris! I mean, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing from a few of the people who said he's an alien. He's not from this planet. The ball drop basically drops out of the air. He holds off a man and he sort of inverse Cruyff megs someone and then turns and bursts away with two fellas chasing after him down the wing. He's a freak. And I know I'm not. No revelation. Leo Messi's the best footballer on the planet, um, but but because of that, I mean, and they're all, I mean, obviously Suarez is past past his peak. Messi is past his past his peak. As weird as it is to say that, Coutinho's not, uh, and Dembele, I don't think is as good. But but Messi and Suarez, <laughs> Messi and Suarez, <laughs> just win the it, league. It, it would be close between swapping R four for Messi. Yes, <laughs> it would, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, one more, but here's the thing: one more season. Out of our those lads like we had last year, yeah, and I think I think it would be a different question next season. To be to be perfectly honest, I think it would be a lot tighter. But at the minute, you know, I just want Messi. Yeah, I just want Messi, Absolutely. and I'd love Suarez back. And as much as people think Coutinho is a snake and he is a bit of a prick and all that kind of stuff, he's still our team would be much better. Coutinho is much better than Jaden Jakiri. Yeah, much better than Jaden. And that's not because Jakiri's crap. It's just because Coutinho's world class. Um, Rob Fisher, if a movie was made of your life, oh God, I didn't see this one. Which Liverpool players would play you and your mum? Uh, me mum. I don't. Oh, I wish I'd seen this one. Which which players do you think would play me? It's a tough one. I'll do mine because I've thought okay. I put a little thought. I've gone Alison for me because you want a Hollywoodized version of yourself, and he's tall and he's got a beard, so that's fine. Okay. And I and my mum's dead small, so I've gone Moreno. Okay. Um, see, me and my mum have got both got big arses, <laughs> and there's not many in the squad who've got big arses. And we both walk like ducks, and there's not really anyone in the squad that walks like a duck. Suggestions for who in the who should play Chris in the movie of his life? You don't you don't know if you know his mum. <laughs> I mean that's weird. Um, so we, we probably can't put that suggestion for. But who in the Liverpool squad would you see play Chris in the movie of his life? Let us know in the comments. Um, Mav Kershaw. Last year we all complained that we couldn't defend the lead. This year, problem solved, but we're not quite playing the scintillating football of last year yet in the corresponding fixtures. I think it's something like 13 extra points and 16 less conceded. Do you think? Uh, do you guys think this is a find a reason to complain attitude? Would this still be there if we won a major trophy? My guess is yes. That is also my guess. Yeah, my guess is yes too. I think we're going to see, unequivocally, the reason why... You know, I know uh, this is, but it's probably a new thing, relatively speaking mainly due to social media where we tar an entire fan base with one brush so if there's some pricks we say all Liverpool fans or all Man City fans or all Man United fans etc etc I think we, if Liverpool won the league this season this time next year we would see why everyone 
haters. Thinks Liverpool's fans are all oh, we'd be we'd be insufferable fools. Yeah. I'd be, I'd love it. I'd, I'd enjoy it. I think it would it would create a zen like calm over me that I could be a bit because I'm quite I, I I don't hate a lot of football teams. I hate a lot of footballs. I quite enjoy. I like I like footy. You know what I mean. So um, I don't mind success where it's end and and blah blah blah. Like I've not begrudged Man City any of their titles because I've quite enjoyed. I like a lot of their players and what have you. I would slightly more this season because it's a bit. It's become a little bit more bitter and what have you um, but yeah I would I would be fairly but there is a group of the, the, the really horrendously entitled amongst our fan base would be the absolute worst just the same as every fan base though isn't it mm. you know if you have that great success you, for some reason you think in your life you get to lord it over somebody else yeah. you, you don't it's not your success it's your team's success yeah. it, you should enjoy the ride and, and, and probably keep your mouth shut about it but you can't because you get so much stick off other, off other fans yeah. that you're, you're constantly in this banter war with them about it and stuff and it's just like that, it would be so easy because you've basically got the world's best shields yeah. people are coming at you and suddenly you're just batting them away with your Premier League title winning fucking shield I every remember single time. the best chance ever was after 2005 coming back to Anfield and chatting we are the champions champions of Europe was just the was just the best I fucking love that and that obviously we got to carry on a lot of the Istanbul chants and song and ring of fire and all that kind of stuff like but having that for one season and one season only was like it was so glorious and I want having that it's just the, I mean like Leicester had that you know five champions of England 5,000 to 1 or whatever they'll have that forever because they can still use that forever because it was so isolated, but it becomes less. You know, there's less value to it the further removed. I um, the banter war thing. Just as, just as an aside on this, where this the banter war thing is, is terrible is because people are constantly looking for something to get back at people. So they, they delve into things that are non-permanent and the things that can change. So it's always like you spent loads of money, so therefore, and then your club spends loads of money, and then they're, they're, it's like ah, now you spend loads of money, and now you go ah, oh, you gutted because you've used something. Don't use things like that. You just, just just get over the banter era. Just get back to loving your football club and, and all that, and things will be loads easier. But it is those people, the minge bags, who get wound up at the absolute drop of a hat. It will a league title will well, it, it it will cream off some of that. It'll fix a lot of people, but there's just a a, a, a hardcore of just unpleasables who will only ever will only ever be the feet away from absolute catastrophe. So yeah, uh, I, I think if you're not one of those people, if you're the kind of people who, who do just enjoy it, just yeah, I reckon just it would satisfy it. me for thirty years, a good old thirty years. It's a big fucking hit. I'm well, like, oh, I yes, you, finally this is what it feels like. No, but that, but I wouldn't even be asked about anybody else. I'd be just enjoying life. I. We were 22, 21, 22 when we won the European Cup. 22. 22, I was, yeah. 22. Yeah. So we were, we were adults, young adults, but adults nevertheless. So, and you don't, you, you never feel any older than your head. So, like, that, the Europe, winning the European Cup and seeing us win the European Cup will sustain me for the rest of my life. I don't need to see Liverpool win the European I'd like to see us win one in the flesh. That's a caveat to that, and you know, so that's why I was so buzzing to go to a Champions League final because at least I had that experience, which most football fans in the world never, never kind of get to see. Um, but you're right. I think as long as you have sort of a, one of those in your adult lifetime, you can you can live on it forever. Whereas the league title, we were seven when we last won the league. I was literally in Anfield when we paraded the the, the, the trophy, you know, but I don't remember it. I don't remember how it felt. I don't remember what the how it felt to to go through a season and win a league title. So I, I'm desperate, des- that one right there, I'm behind you, I'm desperate for that one. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's it. I think the vast majority of us would be sustained by that and as well we should be. Absolutely. Apart from the weirdo minge bags. Um, drop a like on this video if you're watching it on YouTube. Give it a five-star review if you've enjoyed it on any of your podcasting platforms. If you want more great podcasts, um, we do an absolute ton of them every single week. Pretty much everything we do on the RedmenTV.com is available in podcast form, and you can get it into your native podcast app as well using your subscription. So try your free month, see how you get on with all that stuff. And uh, yeah, uh, other than that, stay tuned. We have got the Q&A coming up uh, very shortly. We're going to be go diving straight into that. So yeah, answering more of your questions. It's always good fun. It's more irreverent than this. So if you like the fun stuff, yeah, get involved on the RedmenTV.com. Walk on. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. 
Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.